Hello, and welcome to the Over 50 Health and Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin English, founder of The Silver Edge. Our mission at The Silver Edge is to inspire men and women in their 50s, 60s, 70s, and beyond to live their strongest, healthiest, most fulfilling lives. In this podcast, we share stories of amazing individuals who are doing just that to help motivate you to become the healthiest version of yourself, regardless of your age. And now, on to today's podcast. My guest today is Joe Ames. Joe is a two-time CrossFit Games champion, first in 2015 in the 50 to 54 age group, and again last year in the 55 to 59 age group. He's the father of four grown children and has been married for 31 years. In his professional life, Joe was a vice president of sales for a national clothing brand until dropping out of corporate life two years ago to pursue his passion for helping others achieve health, wellness, and entrepreneurship. Joe, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Kevin. Absolutely. Well, hey, as a relative CrossFit newbie myself, I'm really excited to dig in, talk to you about your uh, journey to becoming a CrossFit champion, a, a two-time CrossFit champion. But before we go there, let's back up a little bit and talk about your your childhood. What were you like as a kid? Were you active? Did you play a lot of sports? Yeah, I was always active, you know, like like probably more so when we were kids than maybe today. Um, you know, we didn't have the Xbox to, to suck us in and we were outside and we were playing, right? We'd go to, yeah. we had pick up basketball games. We had pick up softball games or baseball games, flag football, you know, just with the, just out with your buddies. Yeah. I was always outside doing something. I wasn't someone who wanted to be cooped up inside for sure. Yeah. And did that continue into your, your school and high school years? Yeah. Then it became a little bit more organized. You know, uh, I was, I was a, three sport athlete all the time. It just depended on what season it was. Um, you know, we didn't have the specialized sports that kids do today. I know my kids, you know, were on travel lacrosse teams and, you know, playing in the winter, playing in the spring, playing in the fall. And when we were kids, it was just, when it was football season, you played football. When it was basketball season, you play basketball and then you rolled right into baseball. You know, that was just kind of, yeah. that's just kind of how it went, you know? And, um, and then after that, I, I, I did not, you know, I was just an okay athlete. I was, you know, good serviceable athlete, but I was never the star of the team. Um, and when it, when it came time for college, it just wasn't, wasn't really even on my radar. Never was on my radar. You know, maybe, maybe I could have played maybe a D three level football, but, um, I went to a division one school and went to UMass Amherst, um, and just played into Merrill's and pick up basketball and, you know, hit the weight room every now and then we even play racquetball, you know, <laughs> but it was, you know, nothing consistent where I was training like I do today, not even close. Gotcha. So it sounds like then your entire life, you were, you would be considered an active person, always uh, exercising, moving your body, et cetera. Yeah. I never had that big transformation, Kevin. You know, I remember that guy that got up to, you know, 280 pounds and decided to change his life. I've always, I just never had a problem with my, with my weight. I might've been a little flabby, you know, I wasn't, you know, I actually posted this picture on my Instagram. It was me uh, when I was, um, it was in 2009. No, 1999. I had a picture of myself in 1999 holding my daughter's hand on the beach. I never shirt on. And then I put, and then a picture next to it of me in the year 2019, uh, right before I went to the games. And it's like, you'd look at it. You're like, Oh my God, how does that happen? But it is amazing with the body. The body's a resilient thing. If you treat it right, uh, 
it'll do amazing things for you. And if you don't, it'll, it'll, it'll show that too. Yeah, that's right. So you obviously you were active all the way through school. Sounds like still active uh, during your college years. So we know that you, you had a career, um, you got married, you had four kids. What was your fitness like during that time in your life? I know that we can, that can be a busy time for a lot of folks. Um, marriage, kids take a lot of, take a lot of your time and resources. And of course, that's usually about the time your, your career is, is in full gear. What, what was your fitness like during that part of your life? Not good. Not good. You know, I, I did. I traveled a lot uh, during my 30s. Uh, we had four kids. The, the youngest two are twins. Um, so, you know, it was just crazy time when the, the older two were starting to get into sports. The younger two were just infants. You know, there wasn't a lot of time for, for and I was traveling, you know, three to four days a week uh, on a plane. So, uh, yeah, fitness definitely took a back seat. And it was like when I was 40 years old, I remember I was playing pickup basketball. I tore my, my ACL. And I said, I'm going to use this as my excuse to get back into shape. I'm going to use that PT time to try to, you know, dial in things like my diet and, um, you know, try to get my core strengthened up because that was a big thing back then. You had to get your core strengthened. Um, so I did. I started going to the gym on a regular basis, um, not doing a ton of cardio, just just kind of lifting. And then I slowly introduced uh, cardio into the routine. And, and that led to my... Uh, my mid forties was when I kind of had, I don't know, um, just that period when I'm like, okay, what, what if I tried uh, a triathlon, you know? So I did went out and I, I had been doing some running. I had been doing some biking. I said I could introduce swimming to it. So I got into a sprint triathlon and I set a goal for myself that I wanted to be really good at. And I wanted to go to, to Kona and, and in order to get to Kona, you know, you, you have to, you have to be top three, at one of the events that are held around around the world for the Ironman, and uh, I remember going down. I was doing a half Ironman in in uh, Rhode Island, uh, Newport, Rhode Island, um, and the swim started in Narragansett, in so Rhode Island. So it's a it's a one point two mile swim, and there were two thousand people in the race. So before you you know before you do a tri- triathlon, go swim, then bike, then run. So you put your bikes out in this parking lot and you're like, my God, how am I ever going to be able to find my bike? You know, there's 2000 bikes here, but I was one of the last guys out of the water. So it wasn't that hard finding my bike. <laughs> you, <laughs> yeah. know I mean? you come running out and there's like a hundred bikes left. You're like, Oh yeah, there it is. So, um, and that's kind of the, that sums up my, my triathlon career. I tried, but like, I just put myself in such a hole coming out of that water that, uh, I'm like, I'm always just going to be middle of the pack here. And, Talk about time away from selfishly, time away from your family. You know, as my wife is is trying to get our kids to, to sporting events, I'm taking off on a bike for, for four hours. You know, I was always trying to squeeze it in. I remember running to work one morning. I got up at like 4.30 in the morning. I ran, you know, 16 miles to work. You know, just crazy things just trying to, to squeeze it in. But, yeah, that my goal, my goal never came, came true, but I got myself in really good shape. So it sounded like you probably did some sprints. Um, you did the half. Did you ever get to complete the, uh, the full Ironman? No, I never did it. Um, I did two halves was, a, was, and then I did three marathons on top of that. And, uh, Kevin, I just lost my, um, desire. You know what I mean? It's like, it's just, it was lonely. It was a grind. 
Um, I, I would gotten away from the weight room because you're spending so much time on the bike or in the water or running. And I, my kids would make fun of me because I didn't have any muscles left in my arms. So uh, that's ironically, that's when I said, you know what, I'm done with this long training regimen and uh, I'm going to try this CrossFit stuff out. And it was only just to get some muscle in my body. Like, like you, you say, you just started not too long ago. That was that I was you. I was you. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I think we talked a little bit beforehand. I've got a very similar story. I, I got pulled into sucked into the triathlon thing and I had really wanted to complete an Ironman. I, by the time I finished two of those half Ironmans, I, this, that's enough of this. And it was for a lot of the reasons you just said, right? A lot of it was family and social, just always getting that long run in and then recovering and then eating the carbs and all of that. Just, yeah. It, uh, and I, I didn't particularly like it. And I'd look like a mid, mid-pack triathlete. I, I was very skinny, didn't have any, any muscle mass at all. So talk to us a little bit um, about your nutrition while specifically before you got into the CrossFit, but while you were doing your, all this uh, marathons and the triathlons, what, what did your nutrition look like at that point in your life? It was good. But to your point, Kevin, there's a lot of carbs in there that I, you know, like just a lot, you know, I'd eat a lot of pasta and a lot of rice. And I just didn't really care what I was eating because I was logging so many miles and burning so many calories doing the running and the biking. Um, and I was just honestly just trying to learn about nutrition. I would read books, but I wasn't nearly as dialed in as I am now. Like I, I knew a fraction of what I know now, you know, um, mm-hmm. but I tried, I just, I tried reading the books, doing all the right things. And mostly in my mind, it was like, how do you stop yourself from bonking? Remember that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like that's the worst thing in the world. You're out on a bike ride next thing you know, you can't go any farther. You know, just your body just doesn't want to go. So a lot of it was just trying to pro- prohibit myself from getting into that that danger zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize if they haven't done endurance athletics, a lot of it is just a, the strategy of fueling yeah. on these hour long runs and hours long bike rides. It's it's a matter of continuously feeding yourself, and you're right, you're sucking down all those goos or whatever it is you're doing to to try and stay fueled to keep from bonking. So, all right, so that brings us up to you. You found CrossFit. Um, tell us, did you? So you're, you're kind of burned out. It sounds like on the triathlons, did somebody introduce you to CrossFit? Did you already have an idea of what that was? What was your introduction to CrossFit like? Yeah. Some, one of my, one of the business uh, contacts that I had in Indianapolis uh, knew that I was into triathlons and, and he says, Oh man, you should try this CrossFit thing out. I says, I freaking love it. You know? And, and he started telling me more about it. I'm like, tell me more. So he did. And he had lost a lot of weight. He was one of those guys that did go through a big transformation. And, um, I was like, yeah, I'll give it a try. So I started looking around for, for a good quality CrossFit gym nearby. Unfortunately for me, there was one uh, halfway between my house and work. So it was really convenient for me to hit it on the way to work or hit it on the way home. And I remember my first workout. Maybe you have a similar uh, experience, but I went on a Saturday workout. I had just finished my on-ramp course. So this was my first class with with everybody. And they were doing like you know, rope climbs and rowing. It was just, it was just like two movements, you know, yeah. no big deal. And I'm, I thought I was going to die. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't know how to climb a rope, so I was probably doing legless rope climbs, you know. I was mm-hmm. just, you know, pulling too hard on the rower. And I just remember thinking to myself, my God, I've never been this winded in my entire life. But I came back the next day. I did it again. And, uh, yeah, the community of a CrossFit gym is really important. And that, 
I, I enjoyed that. That had been missing in my my workout life. Like I told you, I, you know, you're doing it by yourself a lot of times, right? Yeah. Now suddenly you had people around that wanted to talk and, you know, you could put your name up on the board. So there was kind of this competitive feel to it. And, you know, being a newbie, I was like, you know, I didn't know anybody in the gym. I didn't know how strong they were or anything like that. But I, I'd always try to find who's the guy that's closest to me and can I yeah. get better than them? You know, just in, yeah. a, in a cool kind of way, you know, just to keep you motivated. And it really, it just clicked with me. It just clicked. Yeah, I think that that resonates with a lot of a lot of folks and, and maybe specifically men our age, right? We it, It's tough sometimes. You don't really have an outlet for that competitive piece. And I think CrossFit is a great way of doing that. Let's face it, it's exercise, right? But it's competitive exercise. Well, hey, who can do this the fastest? Who can go the heaviest? And um, that is a great outlet. And you're right. The community also aspect is huge when you have people there cheering on the the person who's finishing first and just as loudly for the person finishing last. I mean, it's a great community, um, very supportive all around. I'm pretty sure you found that to be similar experience. Yeah. And you, you know, like it's, let's see, it's been um, seven years now that I've been doing sport CrossFit and I've never stayed with anything for seven years. Yeah. You know, I've always bounced around when I got bored doing one thing, going to do something else. Um, but I think we're seeing it right now as we're kind of in, you know, quarantine, you're back to working out by yourself. And we talked about it earlier. It's just not as much fun. It's not as fun. No. <laughs> you know? So when, at what point doing, so you, you walked into a CrossFit, you did the on-ramp class, um, you got your butt kicked and fell in love. At what point did you realize that you were not just good at this, but, or maybe when you first realized, Hey, I'm, I'm pretty good at this. And then when did you realize, you know what, I'm, I'm really good at this. Yeah. It, 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 it was early on that um, the guy who owned my gym said, have you ever thought about competing? So I joined in May and it was probably in July. And he's like, have you ever thought about competing? And I was like, I just started, you know, give me a break. Like I'm not, not yet. I'm, I'm not there yet. And someone signed me up for one uh, for, an, for comp, a master's comp uh, in October. So I said, okay, I'll do it. And I went and I did it. And the, Little did I know, but there was there was like two or three athletes there that had been to the games as masters, and I was winning, you know, midway through the through the day, and I ended up um, after two or so. I was four events. I came in. I was first after two events. I ended up coming in fourth, but you know, it was my first comp ever. And one of the coaches or one of the other owners of my gym posted on our Facebook site. He's like, "Watch out for this guy. He's got talent." And I'm like, "Maybe I do." So uh, I kept working on things and, and I, let's see, and when I was 49, I came in like 120th in the open as a 49 year old. And I'm like, well, that, you know, I'm aging up next year. I got a chance. So I did. I practiced a lot of the things that hold people back, you know, and um, I qualified as I was tied for 20th and I won in a tiebreaker. And uh, then one other guy dropped out. So back then, top 20 went. So I was number 19. So 519 was my was my number. And that's when I went to the games for the first time. And I've been I've qualified for the games six of the last seven years. So if I'm not mistaken, you qualified this year as well. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I thought so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's so 
let's back up a little bit because not everybody listening is is going to know uh, a lot of the vocabulary and the way uh, CrossFit works. So when you say you're 129th in the open, somebody might think, well, that's not very good, 129th place. Um, why don't you explain a little bit about what the worldwide open is, yeah, what the participation okay. that looks like, and why 129th is really impressive? Yeah, so there's, there's 15,000 CrossFit gyms around the world. And they have these things called the the opens. So that's a it's a period of time when for five weeks in a row they'll post a workout. Uh, every gym around the world will do that workout. Uh, it's released on a Thursday night. You have to have your score posted online by Monday night. And at the end of that five weeks, um, you're ranked depending on how you finished each event. It's it's a point system. And you're ranked. So depending on the, the age group that you're in, there's different amounts of people. You know, like with the 35 to 39-year-old, there might be, you know, 40,000 men and women each, you know, co- competing for a top, what is now 10 spots. Um, but back then, I don't know, maybe there was 4,000, 5,000, 8,000. No, in the 40s, there were probably like 8,000 people. And I came in 129. And then the next year I became a 50-year-old. So they go into it's it's every five years is when you are your age groups, right? So it's I was entering into the 50 to 54-year-old division. And at that time, maybe there was four thousand men that were 50 to 54 that were doing these workouts. And I ended up being in the top 20. And then the top 20 go to what they call the CrossFit Games, which back then were held in California. And you go and you compete in this really cool venue and ESPN was there. And it was just, it's just, it's surreal to think, oh my God, I'm 50 years old and I'm competing for a world championship. It was really, really wild. But, um, but I got my, I got my butt kicked when I was out there. You know, I, that was my first year out. I was nervous. Um, it's a three day competition where you're doing crazy CrossFit stuff for three straight days. And by the last day of competition, Kevin, my, my legs were just, they were so sore. You know, it felt like I had never worked out before I was that sore. And um, I just remember looking at the other guys. No one else seemed to be as beat up as I was. So I came in 13th place. And uh, this is when my nutrition kind of comes into play. So um, I was flying home from, from California to Boston. And I went and I said, I got to go see a nutritionist because there's got to be I think there's got to be a reason why nobody else was as sore as I was. So I did. I went and saw this this woman. She's a, a well-known uh, sports nutritionist here in Boston. And uh, she works with a bunch of Division One athletes, pros, you name it. And she said, let me see what you're eating. And, and she said, Joe, you're eating better than 99.9% of the people in this world. And I did. I was eating right five times a day. I was eating well. She goes, uh, but where are your, where are your supplements? And I said, what do you mean? She goes, where's your protein powder? Where's your BCAAs? Where's your, where's your recovery? Like, that's what this is all about is how do you recover so that you're able to go back at it again the next day and work out really hard? That's where the gains come from. I said, I've just never thought that I needed them. She goes, well, if you're just going just gonna to be out doing regular stuff, you don't really need to do need supplements as long as you're eating well. She said, but... If you're eating well and then you add in the right supplements, you'll be unstoppable. So I was like, all right, that's my goal. I want to go win it next year. So I, I started using protein powder, which probably a lot of people on this call already use, but I didn't. I didn't. 
Um, I started using creatine. I started using BCAAs. I started using greens. I started taking fish oil. Like all these things that that I had never even thought were game changers, but they're freaking game changers. And I went back the next year and I I, I won. And uh, like I said, I've been back. I've qualified six of the last seven years. And usually it's only the it's usually only once you get into that age bracket, like year one and year two is when your best chances are. And after that, it's just, you know, the numbers are against you. It's a young man's sport in every age bracket. So um, the fact that I, that I've qualified that many times and won it twice, like, yeah, it, it speaks volumes about my recovery and my nutrition. It certainly does. And CrossFit uh, crowns you champions the fittest on earth. And, and rightfully so, if you've ever watched some of these um, CrossFit Games championships, um, it is a grueling three-day test. And um, certainly uh, going there, I, I believe it was 2014 was the first year you qualified and went to the Games? Yeah, won it, and then I won it in 2015. And then won it the next year. Yeah, And won it in, uh, again last year in 2019. That is fantastic. So talk to us. What does that feel like? Um, that's got to be, you, you mentioned it's kind of surreal going into that big of a venue and, and competing like that. What's it like to stand on top of that podium and, and be crowned the fittest on earth? Kevin, it's really, you know, I, I love most about it is my kids get so jacked up about it. You know what I mean? My kids are old now too. Like I have a 24 year old, almost 25. I have 22 year olds, twins that are 19 now. And, you know, their friends follow me on Instagram. They, it's just, you know, they, they've come out to the games and just see me win. I can hear them yelling in the, in the stands and they're just, they're just so proud. And uh, that, that to me is worth more than anything else. You know, just seeing them and how they react to me was, that was, that was the win. Yeah. That's, that's a proud dad moment there, huh? Yeah. 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 Um, okay. So you talked to us uh a bit about the importance of supplementation and you mentioned that you, your diet was pretty well on point. What is, what does your diet look like? Um, and has it changed? I mean, what did your diet look like in 2015 and, and compare that to now? Yeah, I would say it's, it's, it's very similar now. And you know, one of the things she turned me on to was macros, counting my macros. And if you don't know what that is, it's how many grams of protein you get a day, how many grams of carbs, how many grams of fat. And, um, hydration you know how much water you're getting a day those if you if you can do that like take the supplements even out of it if you can stick to a a macro-based diet where you you hit your numbers every single day and there are easy apps to use it's not like it's not crazy you can these apps now like lose it or my fitness pal that you can literally you know use a barcode scan to to hit any foods that you're eating if it's you know unless it's produce or something like that or meats and you just you just log it. And if you hit your numbers, it works. <laughs> That's all there is to it. You know, you stay away from sugar. Um, you try to, you try to keep your, you know, carbs that you take in to be good carbs. Um, and, and, you know, at the beginning it's, it's like a foreign language, but quickly, if, if you do it, if you do it just slowly Just start fixing things that are broken. You know, you found Kevin, right? I mean, it gets to be easy. You know, when you're going off track, you know, and people, I'll, I'll be out to dinner with people and I'll get, end up getting dessert and they'll be like, you eat dessert? And I'm like, yeah, I eat dessert. You know, I don't have dessert every single night, but yeah. I, yeah. So one of the things that the big thing that I learned um, was that macros, you know, it's, it's, it's a way of life. It's a lifestyle. It's not a diet, right? 
if you in macros, you again, you count your carbs, your fats, your protein, as long as you're eating the right things, um, it'll change everybody, anybody's life. You know, it's not, it, you don't have to boil the ocean in a day. It's just little steps that you can take. You know, I, I tell people like, even, even if it's just, you know, consuming more water during the day or uh, getting up and having a breakfast to start your day off and not, not, not a bagel either. You know, I, I'm a big one for meal replacement shakes for, for my breakfast. If I'm in a hurry, if I'm not in a hurry, I'll cook my eggs and, and bacon and, you know, I'm good to go. You know, I'll have a nice breakfast that way, but I always start my day with something I try to eat five times a day. I don't know what you've experienced, but for me, the more I eat, if I'm eating clean foods and I'm eating five times a day, um, I feel my best. Yeah, that that's the same with me. And I, I follow a very similar philosophy. I, I try and eat as many whole foods as possible. And over the years, I've, I've kind of experimented with my macro balance. And I, I feel like I've gotten that pretty well dialed in. But it, I'm at a place where I feel my best, my most energetic, um, my body composition seems to agree with it. And I think that maybe that part's a little bit different for everybody. But the part that's the same for everybody is that there, that formula exists out there. It's not hard once you dial it in. And just eating that, you know, getting rid of the processed food, getting rid of the crap, getting rid of the sugar and concentrating on the whole foods is pretty, pretty universal, I think, for for healthy, healthy diets. Well, I'll say this, um, you know, I, I, you mentioned in my bio, I left corporate America two years ago. And what I ended up getting into was um, I got into network marketing with, with a company called Isogenics. And um, those are the supplements that I'd switched to when I when I was, you know, when I met with that woman and I started, you know, really dialing in my nutrition the, to travel as much as I was doing and to, you'd have to have bags of chicken in your pocket. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I needed easy nutrition. I think that's the problem most people have is it's, they know what to do, but it's just not easy. You need a playbook. And I found that, you know, this company was able to give me quality, dense nutrition and make it easy. Right. Does that make sense? It certainly makes sense. And I, I fully agree that a lot of people are intimidated by how difficult or how perceived difficult um, being on a healthy, wholesome diet can be. And certainly companies like Isogenics that are that are producing these quality products and are making it very easy or simplifying good, solid nutrition. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's not it's not instead of or, or in place of good food, you keep that healthy diet. Right. They call them supplements for a reason. They supplement an already good diet. It's not supposed to be in place of anything. But like I said before, so many people need a playbook. And I have helped a lot of people over the years, both with weight loss or performing in the gym better, uh, who have just said to me, just show me what to do. I say, okay, here's what you do. All right. And I'll certainly come back to that um, towards the end of the show if anybody's got questions on on how to get in touch with you regarding that. But right now, let's, let's leave... Um, Sleep, diet, and supplements alone for a little bit. And talk to me about recovery. Somebody who works out with the intensity that you do, um, with the regularity that you do, has got to take take into consideration, especially at our age, recovery. What what do you do for recovery? What are your thoughts on sleep and things of that nature? You know, I, I try to get my eight hours of sleep. Um, I always feel better if I'm well hydrated throughout the day. That helps me. Um, but I can't really have Kevin. I just can't have that conversation without like, to me, I need 
my fish oils. I need my tart cherry. Like I do need certain supplements in order to help me the next day, especially at our age, man. Like, like that's, I, I found a lot of times you get, you get out to the games and guys are so beat up before the competition even starts, you know, and we're not 35 years old anymore, you know, which is not, you know, you, this podcast is for people over 50 and stuff breaks, you know? So I, 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 I tend to listen to my body when it whispers, I listen to it. Um, I don't try to power through stuff. If I know that I just tweak something, I'm, I stop, you know, because I know that that's bad news. And, and um, so for me, if I'm not feeling it the next day, let's just say I'm not recovered. I, I'll cut it back. I'll shorten the, I'll shorten the day. I'll do whatever. I just, you know, like I said, we're over 50 years old. Yeah. Breaks. <laughs> now, do you use any kind of biofeedback device? Do you use a, a Whoop or a, any of the other products? No, and I know, you know, I know a lot of people are really big fans of of, uh, of Whoops, but you know, my mentally, I'm just like, I don't want to know when. <laughs> you know, if I feel if I feel good, but my watch tells me that I'm not feeling good, I'm, uh, that's that to me is a head game, you know. But there's a lot there's a lot of merit in what they're doing. I, I know a lot of people that swear by it. I'm just I just don't. Well, and I think what you said earlier is is key there, right? It's and you even said it very eloquently. You you mentioned that your body whispers to you, and I think that that's that's important that we learn to listen to our bodies, especially again at our age. And that's that has to go a long way with our recovery. So it sounds like for recovery strategy, clearly it's um, listening to your body, proper supplements, get that eight hours of sleep, and then know when to know when to back off when you need to. Yeah, and I I didn't get into this for the for the intention of just going out and winning the CrossFit Games. I wanted to, you know, I work out now for for my eighty year old self. You know, I mean, like I I truly want to be skiing and bail on bump runs with my grandkids when I'm eighty. Like that's that's what I want to do. I mean, for so many years in my travel, uh, we had an account that was big, a big account of ours down in Florida. So I've traveled from Boston down to Florida, and I remember seeing these retired. Uh, guys that had worked their butts off their entire career, and and they were in, there's a line of wheelchairs going down the to to the plane. I'm like, that's not like that's not where I want to be, you know. So I truly do work out and I eat um, so that I can be doing this type of stuff 20 years from now. Yeah, I've read in your uh, one of your posts you say uh, your goal is to stay functional while I'm deep in the back nine of my life. So I, yeah. I thought that was well said, right? Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about what your workout routine looks like now. Um, if you're listening to this in the future, we're recording this in April of 2020, and we've got all the corona craziness happening right now. So things are obviously a little disrupted right now. But that aside, what does a, a week of training look like for an athlete at your level? It's uh, It depends on the time of year, but it's always – it's it's probably five, five and a half days of, of training. When I say half, you know, that I'll usually take Wednesday and Sunday off. Sunday would be completely off, but Wednesday will be, you know, maybe a 45 minute Peloton ride or a run at 50% for 40 minutes or so. Um, and then the other times it's, it's, it's an hour, it's an hour and a half usually at least in the gym, you know, and it's not an hour and a half of killing yourself. It's, I follow programming from uh, Big Dogs, um, which is an affiliate of OPEX gyms out in Arizona. So it's online remote training. You have a coach. 
and um, you know you'll you'll send him videos, and he'll, he'll give you'll have the workout there every single day when you get up, or you'll be able to see a week out in advance what your workouts are going to look like. And I just I just follow them, you know, and it's it's not you know a beat you up type workout. They're periodization workouts that really do focus on your getting you stronger. I think one of my knocks against CrossFit is a lot of times you're you're lifting more weight than you should be lifting, or you're you're doing uh, kipping pull-ups, which which are, are like cheating, you know, and you put so much torque on your shoulders and it's just not good for you. Um, so this this group that I use now, it's a lot of it's a lot of strict movements, you know, strict pull-ups, um, you know, working with working with weights that you can work out with. And it's not trying to hit one rep maxes every week. It's just getting stronger. Yeah. And is that, it sounds like that might be, uh, is that individualized? Is that, do you work with your coach to say, Hey, these are my, you know, this is where I'm strong. This is where I'm weak or where I'm I'm trying to get better. Yeah, it's exactly what it is. And if there's something that's bothering you, they work around it, you know, to strengthen whatever it is that's, that's bothering you. So uh, yeah, it's definitely individualized training as opposed to just kind of a one size fits all. Yeah. Okay, great. As, as we're starting to wrap up here, what would you say to somebody who's listening to this? And maybe it's um, a man or a woman in their fifties, maybe sixties. Um, perhaps they were active uh, at one point in their life, but for whatever reason, not so much now. They're listening to this. They're looking at your Instagram, and they're thinking, "I, I don't know. Is would CrossFit be? You know, that sounds like something I'd like to try, but it seems intimidating." What advice would you give to somebody who's looking to just get started in something like CrossFit a little later in life? Um, the first thing I'd say is, you know, do your research on, on the type of gyms that are in your area. They're not all the same. Um, a really good CrossFit gym will have a boot camp. They'll have, they'll have, um, things other than, you know, doing overhead squats with a lot of weight or pull-ups. It'll just be a boot camp, but you'll, you'll get the benefit of the community that we talked about earlier, right? That, you have new friends that you're going to find inside these gyms that you're going to hang out with, that you're going to want to see, that's going to hold you accountable for going, you know, that to me is the most important thing. Like, can you put a consecutive string of days and weeks and months together where you're going to and doing something, you know, and if you can, and if you find new friends in the, in the meantime, man, that's an, that's an added benefit that you're not going to get being at home. Don't, don't let, you know, your fear of, the unknown stop you from walking into a CrossFit gym. There's not a bunch of meatheads in there. It's just a good, if you, if you go to the right place, it's there's good quality training and, and you don't have to be a hero. You go at your pace, you do what's good for you, you know? And um, yeah, try it out. I did and was hooked and same with you. There's just so many people I know that have just gone in and been hooked on day one. It's hard to find a, a sport or, or, a, or a, an activity that it's that quick of a, adoption rate. I had a very similar experience. Yeah. I think the hardest part for me was walking in that, that first day. Um, it, it is a little intimidating, but I would echo your sentiment strongly that it, the, the community is very strong, very supportive. And it, you, yeah, you get a lot of benefits aside from getting in great shape. Yeah. All right. Well, Joe, what's next for you? What's, what's, uh, what does the next year look like for you? Well, we're going to see if they have the CrossFit games. Um, I'm not sure if that's going to happen, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm working really hard. I'm, I'm taking advantage of this, of this, what a lot for a lot of people is downtime. I work out of my house as it is, but, you know, I'm able to connect with a lot more people. Um, this business I do with Isagenix is, 
is, um, you know, I approach it from the business side as opposed to the product side. We have a, we have great products, but I'm not, that's not my main focus. My main focus is going out and find other people who like you, Kevin, are passionate about health and fitness. Um, and you'd like to find a way to, to make a living out of it. That's what I've done. Um, I was able to walk away from a 21 year career as a vice president of sales to do this crazy thing called network marketing. And if you really, you know, pull the covers back on what this or peel the onion back a little bit on what this uh, business is all about, you find out that um, it allows you to be a sole proprietor doing something you love and helping other people along the way. So for me, it's been a blessing. Okay, fantastic. And I will drop in the show notes here links for folks that want to learn more about uh, Isogenics. You also mentioned Big Dogs Training. I'll I'll drop a link. So anybody listening to this that wants to learn more information, um, you can check that out as well. And Joe, how do what's the best way for people to get in touch with you? I know you have a great Instagram account. Yeah, that's one way. It's uh, at Joe underscore Ames underscore 22. Um, But there's also my my website, which is uh, joeames.isogenics.com. And I'll drop that in the show notes as well. Well, Joe, you're, you're certainly an inspiration and um, keep up the great work. And we look forward to, to chatting with you again soon. Take care. Thanks, Kevin. Appreciate it, brother. Well, that's our show for today, folks. If you enjoyed today's episode, please tell your friends and please consider subscribing and giving us a five-star review. All the show notes and much more are available at our website at silver-edge.com. That's silver-edge.com. So until next time, stay strong.